Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating and cravings without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And you guys, we are jumping right into it. The topic for today's episode is self-sabotage. <laughs> it's a great one, right? Um, great one because we all experience it, right? But great one being sarcastic because we all experience it and it sucks. So <laughs> yes, self-sabotage. So what is self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is when you do things that harm your own goals or well-being, even if you don't mean to. This could be procrastinating on important tasks doubting yourself, um, or engaging in harmful habits. It usually comes from inner beliefs or fears and can hold you back from achieving your full potential. So basically, you have a goal like working out three times a week, but things come up or you forget your gym bag at home and you don't meet your goal. Now, working out seems to be important to you and you set this goal because it is like it's something you want to do and it's important to you. But when it comes to executing it, something happens and you just don't get it done. So why the heck do we do these things? Why do we self-sabotage? Now, it often stems from fears, insecurities or negative beliefs about ourselves. We might self-sabotage because we're afraid of failure, afraid of success. We don't want the change. It can also be a way to protect ourselves from disappointment or rejection. Sometimes self-sabotage comes from past experiences or traumas that make us doubt our abilities or our worth. Basically, it is us just trying to protect ourselves. We're just trying to protect ourselves, and so we self-sabotage. So when we identify the root cause of self-sabotage, you can really help break free from these patterns and eventually achieve your goals. So what is the root of self-sabotage? Our thoughts. It always comes back to our thoughts, my friends. The root of self-sabotage is our thoughts. Um, It's our thoughts that are creating our self-sabotaging behaviors, and those thoughts are referred to as limiting beliefs. So these thoughts that create the self-sabotage that basically provide, I don't say provide, um, motivate the action, (laughs) the feeling and the action of self-sabotage, Um, We group those into what are called limiting beliefs. You've probably heard of them, right? But what are limiting beliefs? They are thoughts that aren't necessarily true. But we have thought them over and over again so many times that we believe them to be true. There's thoughts that we believe about ourselves to be true, to be facts, but they're not necessarily truths or facts. But we think them to be facts because We've thought them so many times, we have evidence that they are true. These limiting beliefs have most likely been with us since we were quite young, right? And so they are very ingrained in our being, in our identity, in our 
humanness, right? <laughs> um, and it is these limiting beliefs that bring us to engage in that self-sabotage or these actions that don't serve us and contradict our goals. For instance, if you believe that you will never lose weight, like I, I will never lose weight, right? That is the limiting belief, right? Then you might engage in self-sabotaging behaviors like overeating or missing workouts. So let's look at some other limiting beliefs that we might have regarding our weight and our relationship to food. So one of them is the all or nothing thinking. So when we believe that we must adhere perfectly to a diet or exercise program to see results, this is that all or nothing thinking. It's like we're 100%, we have to be perfect or we're not doing it right. This mindset can lead to these feelings of failure and guilt if you stray or deviate even slightly from your plan, right? You have that bite of cookie or that handful of popcorn and you're like, ha, ah, I ruined everything. I've failed, right? So when, we, when you think you have to be perfect, that all or nothing mindset, that is a um, limiting belief. Okay, next is labeling foods as good or bad. So thinking of certain foods as inherently bad or off limits, um, this can contribute to feelings of guilt and shame when you eat them, right? Um, if you think a food is bad and then you eat it, you're going to feel bad about it, right? There might be some guilt and shame around eating that food. And this belief often leads to cycles of restriction followed by overeating. Next, we have the association of weight and self-worth, right? We associate our weight to our self-worth. Now, believing that your value as a person is tied to your weight or appearance, that is um, associating your weight to your self-worth. So this mindset can lead to um, really this constant pursuit of thinness or a specific body shape regardless of its impacts on your overall health and well-being so regardless on the impact of your relationship to food so in relationship to exercise so thinking of like uh restrictive dieting counting calories um feeling hungry all the time over exercising spending you know hours in the gym or working out to some degree okay so we associate our weight with our self-worth next is our external validation. So this is when we seek validation and approval from others based on our weight or appearance. Okay, so this can lead to unhealthy behaviors in really this attempt to meet societal standards of beauty or attractiveness. Things like, once again, extreme dieting, over-exercising, over or even augmenting your body, changing your body in some way, maybe through um, surgery or procedures. And then the last one I want to talk about, oh wait, nope, I got two more. Um, the next one is focusing solely on the scale. So when we place too much emphasis on the number on the scale as the sole measure of progress or success, this can lead to frustration and disappointment if you don't lose weight, right? You don't see the scale move or if weight loss is not as quick or consistent as you expected. 
And I think oftentimes we expect it to be so quick because in diet culture, they, it's like the whole like lose 30 pounds in 30 days, right? Like crazy stuff, lose five pounds in a week. And so we expect that that's how we lose weight. And that's not the case. Okay. Um, the last one this time is perfectionism. So somewhat related to the all or nothing mindset, but perfectionism is really feeling that need to be perfect in your weight loss or your eating efforts, your eating habits. And this leads to feelings of inadequacy and failure if you don't meet those unrealistic standards. So perfectionism is... Um, when you have unrealistic standards, you want to be perfect. And the thing is, is nobody is perfect because we are human and humans are not designed to be perfect. We make mistakes um, and life happens. So when we hold ourselves to these standards and then we don't meet them, right? We feel inadequate. We feel like a failure um, and we feel like it's our fault too. So it's important for you to recognize that your worth is not determined by your weight or appearance and to cultivate a positive and balanced relationship with food and with your body. So if you do notice that you have some of these limiting beliefs that are causing self-sabotage, then how do you remedy this? You're like, okay, yeah, I totally see this popping up in my life, but what do I do about it? So addressing limiting beliefs involves recognizing, challenging, and reframing them to create more empowering beliefs. So I have five steps that I've lined out for you to help you reduce self-sabotaging, to help you really um, notice those limiting beliefs where they show up and shift them to reduce that self-sabotage. So step number one is awareness. We always start with awareness. Start by becoming aware of your thoughts and identify any reoccurring negative beliefs you hold about yourself and even about other people, about the world, right? Because sometimes the thoughts that we think about other people, we're reflecting from our, they look like they're really coming from ourselves. So just notice those, um, those negative beliefs that you hold about yourself, about others in the world and what, what maybe... More specifically, like how are people supposed to show up in the world? Because you expect that of yourself. Do you expect that of other people? Okay, so once we become aware, step two is to start questioning. I want you to challenge your limiting beliefs by asking yourself questions like, is this belief based on facts or assumptions, right? Let's get down to the facts of the matter. Where did this belief come from? Is it based on past experiences or um, messages from others? Is there evidence that contradicts this belief? Can I find evidence that, that says otherwise to this belief? How is this belief holding me back from reaching my goals? Okay, so question, get curious, question your limiting beliefs. Step three, reframe. So with reframing, and, and I want to be careful because we're not just taking the opposite of what we currently are thinking, um, like in that self, like that negative, um, that limiting belief. 
we don't necessarily just want to take the opposite of that limiting belief and like, oh, that's our new thought. But we really want to replace this negative belief with something more empowering, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be the opposite, but it has to be something that is believable to you. So focus on creating beliefs that support your growth and well-being. So for example, instead of I'm not good enough, you can reframe it to I am capable and deserving of success. Um, I'm deserving of happiness. I'm deserving of love. Whatever you want to throw in there, whatever feels right for you. Um, instead of I will always struggle with my weight, reframe to I am learning to make healthy choices that support my relationship with food. Step number four, this is where we get into behavior changes. This is where you take action that are aligned with your new beliefs. Okay, so you have your thoughts and they're going to create a feeling which drives your action, your behaviors. So your new thoughts are going to help create new behavior. So act as if your empowering beliefs are already true and make choices that support them. And then step number five is to seek support. So consider working with a coach or a therapist who can help you identify and challenge your limiting beliefs. Really surround yourself with supportive indi individuals who uplift and encourage you. Now, by consistently practicing these steps, you will gradually shift your mindset and overcome your limiting beliefs and reduce and even eliminate self-sabotage, um, really allowing you to live a more fulfilling and empowered life. Now, remember to take it slow, my friends. Okay? Our mindset is not going to change in a day or a week or even a month. But consistent work over time will help you change these limiting beliefs, which will in turn reduce your self-sabotaging behaviors and help you live a more enjoyable, more free, more balanced life. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to your either iTunes or the app that you're listening to me on and leave a review. This really helps us show up higher on the search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. I greatly appreciate it and join me for my next episode where I talk about those extremely strong cravings, you know, those ones that you just can't seem to shake. We are going to deconstruct them and I'll share what you can do to finally end them for good. Okay, my friends, until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye y'all.